0: Welcome back to the Coming Home To You podcast. I'm your host, Katie Van Leeu and this is our weekly conversation of the musings of the journey of self-discovery and a place where we can talk about really deeply connecting to your body and your body wisdom your self-expression your personal powers and all the tools and tips and methods along the journey that can really help you create your dream life so i'm so excited to be back again this week And have been thinking about a good way to tell you a little bit more about myself that would also be impactful for you. And in a way, I think our personal stories are always going to be helpful tools in helping us find things in ourselves that we want to work on. Sharing our stories really helps people to not feel so alone to not feel like they're the only ones going through something or to help them really spark interest in maybe a direction that they want to go in. Um, It's just a way for us to connect and a way for us to see a mirror for where we want to go. So I think it's important to weave our own stories into these types of things. And so I hope you will be along for the ride of me sharing more about me, not only on today's podcast, but likely in the rest of the episodes as well. It won't always be me. Sometimes it'll be clients or friends or my partner or other people, but Today, I wanted to give you a little bit more background about me and kind of about where I started in terms of my own journey of self-discovery. And maybe this will ping some things in your brain, um, either that help you kind of reflect on maybe how far you've come, or maybe it will ping you into thinking like, huh, I've never thought of something like that. Or maybe uh, it'll inspire you to take some action to make some changes in your life. So some rudimentary stuff about me. (laughs) What's funny is I wouldn't describe myself like this anymore, but I used to describe myself as a very type A person, a a perfectionist. I used to actually always label myself as that. The straight A student, the valedictorian, um, the, you know, athlete, Uh, someone who in, you know, college had two majors and a full-time job and internships and all of these things. And I really was proud of being able to quote-unquote do it all. And now looking back at that way of describing myself feels so, I actually feel like a lot of compassion and a lot of love for that version of me that used to describe me like that so as you might imagine I came out of college into the working world straight into corporate America and I'll preface with saying if you work corporate or any of these parts of my life if they are a part of your life right now and you're all about it that is fantastic I never uh yuck anyone's yum like we are all very different unique humans Um, so I want to preface with that part of this whole process is figuring out what works for you and if something doesn't work for me uh, it doesn't mean that it's bad or that it's wrong or that you shouldn't do it and vice versa right like I'm going to be sharing tips and tools and all these things um, that have worked for me and my clients Uh, But it doesn't necessarily mean that that particular thing will work for you. So that's my little preface before we get into it. So anyways, got into the corporate world and immediately had this feeling of chasing what I thought success looked like, right? So things like trying to get that long-term internship to turn into a full-time gig and then trying to get a promotion, trying to get a salary bump, and then jumping at the opportunity to move into agency life because that was the cool thing to do at the time. And then immediately after that trying to jump from title to title to title to promotion to promotion. How can I get more exposure with the clients? How can I move up in the company and all of the politics there within. And then after that jumping in-house as a marketing manager for a full, you know, wellness space and jumping 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 after what I thought this success looked like and all the while feeling Crippling anxiety. And now, having gone through so much work over the past few years and beyond, honestly, it's really interesting to me how I managed to operate like that for so long. And it also makes so much sense at the same time because I really truly believe that you get handed everything in life that you were meant to get handed so you could learn lessons and it's it's really interesting looking back at myself during that time i was chasing everything that i thought was success right and all the while could not regulate my emotions at all ever in fact i didn't even know the full range of emotions because I was in such a state of fight or flight all of the time that I, first of all, didn't even recognize that not everyone operated with the level of anxiety that I felt every day. I felt like everyone just walked around life like that and felt that heightened sense of anxiety that I felt every single day. And I thought that that's just what it looked like to be a quote-unquote powerful, successful, boss-ass bitch. Um, And it's really interesting now because my idea of success has changed so much. But that is really where everything started to kind of unravel for me in my mental, emotional, and spiritual journey. And I will say, too, at this time, I I would not have considered myself spiritual at all. I would have laughed at that. Like, previous Katie would have laughed if, like, at this version of me now, probably. Um, In fact, I was like, I don't believe in anything. I probably would have considered myself an atheist. And it was really during this time that I started to recognize that that something was off. Like, it didn't matter how many achievements I had garnered. Like, achievements were my thing. I would just, like, achieve, 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 achieve. And, like, I would still come home and tear myself apart and pick apart even the smallest of conversations and honestly, just have a really difficult time, even enjoying like the joyful moments and being present in them. Like I had a lot of joyful things in my life. Like if you even from the outside looked at my life, you know, I had a ton of friends and I was going out and laughing And pictures of like us enjoying brunches and traveling and all of these things. And it was like, I couldn't even get present enough to hold on to the joy and gratitude for those things in my life because everything else felt so out of alignment and I just felt like I was always going to be on this hamster wheel of trying to achieve things and it just felt not right. (laughs) What's interesting is during this same time as I'm, you know, trying to move up the corporate ladder and I'm, I mean you name it, I I did it. I <laughs> had insomnia. I hated the way my body looked. I restricted my food. I exercised all the time. Like I just did whatever it took to be the most perfect version of me of what I thought. And then there was this little part of me that was, now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was like the true authentic me that would come home and i would listen to (laughs) how i built this which is a podcast that's amazing um and i would watch these people on youtube and i would read these books all about entrepreneurship and at the time i was like yeah it makes sense that at a certain point in life when i climb up the corporate ladder and i make it to the top (laughs) whatever that means um that i then would reach a peak when when then i would become an entrepreneur And it's funny to think about this now because this is so not how I think about entrepreneurship. Um, That's not even the path to entrepreneurship. You just make the decision to do it and you do it. Um, But there was a piece of me that always was researching and listening. And I was so inspired by these different founders' stories. And I thought at the time that in order to become an entrepreneur, that was the path. Move up the corporate ladder get enough experience, whatever that meant, and adapt this lifestyle of ultimate hustle. And that was like, whoo! the world word hustle still has like a little bit of charge for me of like you have to grind and work as hard as you possibly can all the time because that's how you achieve success. Like I really believed that. And these, you know, entrepreneurs are sharing like – the key to success is the entrepreneur's morning routines. And it, you know, every single one would be like wake up at 4 a.m., <laughs> like get up, meditate for an hour, and then do a 45-minute workout, and then do a cold plunge, and then drink a smoothie, and then drink like it was so prescriptive, but it was like this honestly kind of trend that was happening at this time where these extreme versions of these routines of like, even down to like, <laughs> the entrepreneur has no time because they have back-to-back meetings all day and they're like working so hard that you just like prepare the same meals and you eat the same thing, you know, day after day after day after day. Or um, the <laughs> the entrepreneurship uniform, right? Get one outfit, buy 12 of them and that's all you wear. And now I'm saying all of this, and for some people, for some of these people, that's totally what worked for them. That was the equation that aligned with with them and their authentic self and their path and their alignment and exactly what they were supposed to do here on earth. But I took it as a prescription for how I needed to operate was to be exactly like that. And if I couldn't do that, then I probably didn't have what it took inside of me to become an entrepreneur. And it's really interesting because I don't view that entrepreneurs in that way at all anymore. Actually, I truly know now that entrepreneurship is a really big, bold choice to step into the fast track to self-development, honestly. It's not about doing the 4am entrepreneurship morning routine. Like that's not what is going to make you successful in business. It's about figuring out how you operate, how you operate, what your mission is. What is the impact that you want to make? What kind of supports do you need? How do you need to lead yourself in order to lead others? There's so many other components when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being a leader, and more specifically in the space that I'm in, being a mentor and a coach and an instructor to other people, it's so much more and deeper than a prescribed 4 a.m. morning workout. But I'm telling you all of this because it kind of provides context into really the first kind of inklings of my own journey of self-development. I was constantly applying what I thought others told me success was and trying to force myself into this box all of the time. Just trying to be exactly what I thought others thought success looked like. And from the outside, a lot of people thought I was super successful, like super (laughs) successful. Like, and it's funny because you get those like weird comments of validation where people are like, "Oh my gosh, I just saw you got that promotion or that car or that da 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 da," and it feels maybe I'm speaking in past for past me. It felt good in the moment, and then I would go home and I'd be like, "Man, is that how I want to leave this earth?" Is like people being really pumped on my accomplishments and my achievements or wouldn't it be cool if I was (laughs) someone who was well rested and kind and could be present and really was like an amazing listener and made you feel like when I was sitting down with you that I was only paying attention to that and not picking up my phone every two seconds like that that is what I would go home and think about is like, wow, they see this version of me and they don't see what's going on inside. And I hope that I don't leave this earth with just that. So fast track to right when the pandemic hit. This is kind of the catapult into the the big shift in my life. I was the marketing manager at a wellness space with, A lot of issues, to just be transparent. And through a multitude of things happening, I ended up getting laid off from that job. And it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I, for once in my adult life, and that's including like all through college, pretty much since the time I was 18, had time to not be working for the first time like I had maybe the most time I had had off was like five business days in a row maybe and I had this space and I I had just gotten into a new relationship and was really feeling that out and in a, a relationship that I'm still in that is was life-changing on its own and I just I told him I was like I want to take a few months to just... I didn't say it like this because I wouldn't have said it back then like this, but what I know it to be now is I want to just be with myself. I probably said something like, (laughs) I just want to chill. Honestly, that's probably how I said it. I want to chill and I want to figure out what I'm going to do next instead of just hopping into the next interview for the next job Um, because I was very used to that. I was always interviewing. I was always looking for the next opportunity. I was always trying to have something in my back pocket because nothing ever really felt like the right fit. Um and I was like I have built in the support that I need right now in order to take a couple months. And the result of that was the time and space I needed to absolutely reset my nervous system. I didn't know this at the time, but I was in complete burnout, complete burnout. And that's such a buzzword now. Um, I like, I'm hesitating to even use that word because it's used so much, but I mean it in the truest sense of like, I had no emotional regulation. I was at capacity, not only physically, but mentally every single day. I was reacting to everything that came my way. I honestly like couldn't function very well. Like I didn't know how I was going to... Show up every single day, and what I mean by that is like, I. It it could be the smallest of things that could derail me into an anxiety attack, into self spiral mode, into I was super fatigued all the time, right? So I'd just be like, wow, I'm just like so tired, and I couldn't predict any sort of thing that was going to happen during the day, and. I seriously needed to regulate my nervous system. I needed to actually figure out how to reset that. And this is not something that I consciously knew at the time, but I really think happened exactly on purpose. Now... At the beginning of a pandemic that none of us knew what was going on, was that the perfect time to figure out how to regulate my my nervous system um, as if I was going to take all the stressors out of my life? Of course not. It was super stressful. But when I say that like being able to wake up and not have anything on my calendar, f- forced, right? Forced. We were literally in lockdown, indoors. Even when I would not be like technically working when I worked corporate, like weekends, which a lot of the times I was working weekends anyways. But when I would have even like a half a day's worth of time that I had off, I would schedule in things to do because I was so uncomfortable with having space and thinking if I rest it's unproductive and i could be moving forward if i just add something in there so it was always something i was always always going i was always moving around i was always going and i was forced to literally have nothing on the schedule so much so that i had to, i my it's so funny thinking about my my own coping mechanisms that i had then I decided I was really going to dive into nutrition. I was going to become a certified nutritionist. I was going to, you know, go out on the entrepreneurial way that I had felt for a long time that I wanted to do. And I simply chose it because it was an area that I really wanted to focus on for myself. Um, As I mentioned, I have struggled with eating for a very long time. And maybe that's an episode in itself. Um, But... I felt like this is an area I am really, really want to understand because I know there has to be an easier way than what I'm doing to myself. And it feels like a positive thing to be able to do in the world, too, is to help women and share everything that I learn with them. And I, of course, had examples of people in my life and you know just that I knew from social media that we were were doing this kind of work so I kind of had this example these examples of that it was possible and if I just (laughs) worked hard enough and I studied hard enough and I did enough it's always about the doing enough the tasks back then then I would be successful in this and so of course I created my own eight-hour study (laughs) schedule (laughs) during this time but it was also forcing me to get comfortable with waking up and not having anything really to go to. Like, having a morning to just make breakfast calmly, without a time limit, like, and like be able to slow down enough to even recognize what was going on in my body which was part of my studies was like getting back in tune with my body's signals that I had ignored or dismissed or suppressed for so long and at the same time my partnership that I had just began was is with my partner who I'm with now Andrew who was an amazing mirror for all these different areas that I could grow in because his life experiences are so different. He was a great person to be around in starting to understand some of these lessons of slowing down, of tuning in, of trying to regulate my nervous system, understand my emotions, and start to figure out what I wanted to do next and this is just the beginning (laughs) this is just the beginning but I think this is important to share with you because it gives you context from about where I where I came from and the more that I share about tools and things since then it will make a lot more sense to have that context um and maybe you might have some of these traits or maybe some of this is, is resonating for you or I don't know. I always find that it's helpful to hear a little bit more about people's backgrounds. And what I really wanted to tie this to was actually something that came up in a yoga class that I was in this morning with an incredible teacher here in Portland, Oregon, um, Hit me up in the DMs if you're looking for an incredible yoga teacher. And she spoke today about making decisions in life based on fear versus love. And it was right around this time, right around the beginning of the pandemic, getting out of corporate, starting on this new kind of entrepreneurial path like basically coming out of burnout trying to figure out my emotions and mental health and navigating a new very serious deep relationship that was unlike anyone I had ever had before basically like starting over it felt like um and I remember thinking then it would be so cool to live a life where I made my decisions not based on fear. I remember feeling like that. And I remember feeling in a weird way this sense of security in that we were in lockdown so that I couldn't make any excuses about going anywhere or doing anything or trying to do interviews for jobs that weren't, you know, happening at that time. Like, I, I was given this space And sometimes it's a little bit hard for people to understand that positive aspect of that because it was and is such a negative thing in our world. But I was given this opportunity to start to think about that concept. And fast forward a little bit more into the pandemic and I started therapy for the first time and I remember (laughs) not having any idea What was going to happen in therapy and I came into it and the first thing I said to her was I know I have anxiety (laughs) like you can do the test on me if you would like but I know I have it and I've done I you know I've had the medication route and I don't take it anymore and I really want to be able to figure out how to regulate myself and my overall goal with starting this work is to stop making decisions from fear and I didn't even have the second part of that which was I want to make decisions from love (laughs) that took a while longer before I got there of what the opposite of that was but that was in me all along I knew deep down that that's where I was operating from is the these decisions out of fear And that can look like so many different things now when I think about it. Like making decisions out of fear is often like our embedded code within us to keep us safe. So it's, you know, it's making decisions that keep you playing small in life. It's the things that you like often feel regret over or I don't know, it can really be around anything. It's a, why you don't move cities when you feel like you're going to, you want to, or you stay in a job for too long that you don't really like, or, um, you know, it can be anything. And for me, my fear back then and still now, cause of course, like it's always a part of me is fear of what other people would think. Fear of what other people would think of me. And it really dictated everything. Everything I did. Well, what would it what would what would people think of me or what would it mean about me if I did X? And so that's how I made decisions. Because I thought that if I could project this certain version of me and uphold this version of me that I thought was what success looked like. Or the best version of me then other people would see that and therefore it would mean I am that and that's how I operated out of fear and sometimes it can be fear of not being able to hold the vision for what you think your future self looks like so it can be things a lot of fears around money for a lot of people it can be oh well gosh i would just love to you know go to weekly yoga classes but you know i i really shouldn't spend the money on that i shouldn't spend that because i'm i'm saving for xyz or you know i should be spending it on this or that's that's fear that you're not going to be able to call in that amount of money to support that and it's fear around not being able to hold the vision for the you that's going to yoga once a week and is feeling so much better. It's a really interesting space to be in. And I think a lot of people automatically are operating out of fear based on conditioning. And I feel like I could probably do a whole entire episode about conditioning, but I don't see conditioning as necessarily like a negative term it just is the conditioning that you've been through in your life that make that builds up the beliefs that you have about how you should live your life. And so now, what I really live by now and the work that I do and the work I help my clients do and what I'm striving for every day is making decisions out of love. Even saying that I just felt an entire shift within my body. Like, take a moment and think about the last time you made a decision out of pure love. And like how that feels so different from making a decision out of fear. And then think about if you made every decision out of love. And now, is that necessarily the most realistic thing? I don't know. I'm not at the place where I'm making every single decision out of love, but holy heck, I'm making a whole bunch of decisions out of love now where I didn't even have the capacity to do that before. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to determine whether you're making decisions out of love or fear, right? Because fear can be, you know self-preservation you're trying to preserve yourself you're trying to protect yourself you're trying to um you're trying to make sure that people see you in a certain light and that might feel like love but making decisions out of love comes from a place of already knowing who it is that you are and being super grounded and confident and good with that So that's the biggest shift for me, is when I was making decisions out of fear, I was doing it because of what I thought people would think of me and what I thought it would mean about me if I made certain decisions. And I was making decisions so people would think of me a certain way. Self-preservation. And now I make decisions out of love because I already know who I am not completely. It's a it's a growth and evolution journey over a lifetime. And every single, I mean, every single month, I feel like I'm a new version of me. And I look back and I'm like, who's that? <laughs> but I'm making decisions out of love for the vision of where I want to go that feels good and aligned for me, not based on what people tell me I should do anymore. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you are selfish or that you're going to be a bad person or any of these things that maybe we like subconsciously have back in our minds about making decisions out of love for what we really desire in this life what's cool about people who really want to make an impact in this world like I was saying like I want to leave this world with not people celebrating my achievements necessarily but celebrating like how I made them feel when you're that type of person and if you're listening to this, I'm going to guess that you're type of that t- type of person. You're going to make decisions in alignment with that and anything that comes your way is only going to amplify those qualities in you. And this is a whole other probably topic that we could talk about because there's a lot of beliefs around money and Yeah, I I just don't even want to open that can of worms, but that is definitely a part of my story and still is a part of my story. But that is really the biggest shift. And I don't think it's necessarily like a crazy coincidence that my yoga teacher mentioned this concept today because it was exactly what I wanted to demonstrate in my story today to you about my story, about my background the context from where I came from and kind of everything I've come through since then. And the that has been the biggest shift for me is making decisions out of fear for my life and not even realizing that I was creating a life that I wasn't aligned with, that didn't feel good, <laughs> that left me completely unattached from my own body, like in survival mode, like barreling through life and having joyful moments in there, of course, but not being able to celebrate fully, not being able to be present in those moments. And now through all of the things that I hope to share with you on this podcast, the biggest shift is starting to make these decisions out of love for myself, for the things that I really desire in life, For my clients, for my partner, for my family, for my friends, out of love for the future version of me that I know is coming and not letting her down and not playing small to keep me comfy and safe, but making the bold action and doing the things that are out of love for myself and where I'm going and I hope to continue this conversation because there definitely is nuance in this, but that's probably going to be it for today. I hope this sparked some topics for you to think about. You could even use this as a journal prompt if you want, if you're a journaler. If You, you will get to know this very quickly about me. I love journaling. I used to hate journaling. This is going to be like a common theme on this podcast of like all the things that they tell you to do, um, like meditation and journaling. Uh, Previous Katie that we talked about today would have hated these things because I couldn't find a way for them to work for me. But if you are a person who likes journaling or has a way of doing journaling or I don't even, I don't know. Some people like to do voice memos on their phone. Like however you like to record your own process, um, you can think about some really important decisions you've made lately for your life or even small decisions, any decisions and really get honest with yourself and ask, did I make them out of fear? Was I trying to keep myself really safe and small? and comfortable, which is not necessarily a super bad thing, but maybe it doesn't support and serve the future version of you that you really want to be in your future life that you're building? Or did you make them out of love? Did you invest in yourself? Maybe like a a scary amount of money, but it was from a place of love and excitement about how that was going to impact you and how you were going to grow. Did you make some sort of I don't know, career pivot, maybe out of love for that future version of you. So just taking some time to like reflect on those recent decisions you've made and just taking note. It's really about the awareness of it first and then going from there and seeing and pausing every time you have to make a decision and going, am I making this out of fear or am I making this out of love? What would be the most loving decision here for myself so with that i'm gonna leave you there for this week thank you so much for joining me in this conversation it means so 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 much to me if you enjoyed this i would love for you to rate and review whatever platform you are listening to this on right now because it really helps for other listeners to find this podcast and in the same vein, I would love for you to share on your Instagram story, just like screenshot, tag me, tell me. You can DM me. Um, tell me what part of this really resonated for you. And if you have a friend in mind that you think that this particular theme today would really resonate with or spark some interest or some thoughts or some conversation, if you like have a person you go to and you're like, I just listened to this thing and I wanna talk all about it. I just had like a handful of people come to mind when I think of that. Um, Please share it with them. I would love that. The whole point of this podcast is to spark more conversations and help you garner some tools, some methods, support that you need in order to build that dream life and that future version of you that I know that you can feel inside of you. So thank you so much, and I will see you next week.